0: Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And today, continuing with our series of previews for IPL 2023, I'm going to be talking about the Delhi team. The Delhi Capitals have been one of the most consistent teams in the IPL over the last few years. They made the final in 2020, they qualified in 2021, and they just about missed out on qualification in IPL 2022. They have had some major changes this year though and two major changes in leadership for them will play a huge role in how they perform. The first, Saurav Ganguly comes in behind the scenes as Director of Cricket for the Delhi Capitals. Their coaching squad now consists of both Saurav Ganguly and Rikki Ponting which will be incredibly necessary for them given the fact that the other change for them of course is that Rishabh Pant has been ruled out with injury, he still hasn't recovered from his accident so he won't be taking part in the IPL. Over the last couple of years, things have been turbulent at Delhi in terms of captaincy. They lost Shreyas Iyer as captain and he came back as player but wasn't captain. Rishabh Pant took over as captain and Shreyas Iyer left the team. Now Rishabh Pant is injured and won't be playing the IPL and David Warner has come in as captain for this year in the IPL. Warner as captain is interesting. He's had a very good record with the Sunrisers Hyderabad and won IPL 2016. Sorry all RCB fans out there, that was heartbreaking. David Warner as a captain means his batting gets so much better. He's one of the few players in the IPL where captaincy actually bolsters his batting at the top of the order. And given the fact that he already averages over 40 with a strike rate of around 140, that means Warner at the top of the order should be deadly for Delhi this year. And they'll need Warner and Shaw to be deadly as well. The absence of Rishabh Pant means the batsmen they have in the middle order include Lalit Yadav and Manish Pandey as their Indian options. Those are two very capable batsmen but don't have the ability to play the kind of innings that Rishabh Pant does. They don't have Pant's X-factor. Prithvi Shaw at the top of the order is a player for Delhi who has that X-factor, but hasn't really been able to maximize that over the last couple of years in the IPL. If Shaw and Warner can give them starts similar to what Shafali Valma and Meg Lanning are doing for the Delhi women's team in the WPL, then Delhi can once again become a force to second with. A couple of other important players for Delhi this year will definitely include Kuldeep Yadav and Aksar Patel. Aksar Patel will be that bowling all-rounder batting at number 7. That player who can come in, be very economical in the power play and play those vital cameos at the death, The 15-ball, 35-36 runs that you need sometimes to put up a big score or close a chase. And Kuldeep Yadav will be key for wickets in the middle overs, especially in big grounds where the ball's not turning that much, a place like the Wankhede or the Eaton Gardens where he tends to have a good record where wickets are more crucial than your economy. The Delhi team will also be hoping that Anrik Nokia and Lungi Ngidi have good IPL seasons. They'll want them to remain injury-free because their bowling lineup is really dependent on them. They also have really good Indian options like Kamlesh Nagar Koti and the left-armer Khalil Ahmed. So with that, let's look at Delhi's squad and a possible first eleven for them. So the batters they have in their squad. They have Yash Dhool, Salfras Khan, Ripple Patel, Ravman Powell of the West Indies, their openers Prithvi Shaw and David Warner. A very interesting player they could use in the middle order has been an in incredible T20 form, that's Riley Rousseau from South Africa and Manish Pandey. They have three all-rounders, Lalit Yadav, Mitch Marsh and Aksar Patel and they have Phil Salt as their wicketkeeper. Their bowlers will include Khalil Ahmed, Aman Hakim Khan, Praveen Dubey, Kuldeep Yadav, Mustafiz, Kamlesh Nagarkoti, Inghidi and Nokia from South Africa, Vicky Yoswal, Chetan Sakarya, Mukesh Kamal, and the evergreen Ishan Sharma. With that, what's Delhi's most probable 11? The 11 that could give them the best possible chance of qualifying. The Delhi openers at the top of the order will of course be David Warner and Prithvi Shaw. They'll want to continue with Mitch Marsh at 3. If Mitch Marsh can give them 4 overs on a regular basis, they could play Manish Pandey as an extra batsman at number 6. They'll definitely need that this year because of the absence of Rishabh Pant. They'll then play Phil Salt and 1 of Sazfraz Khan or Yash Dhul at number 5, giving the youngsters the opportunity as Delhi tend to do, with Manish Pandey and Aksar Patel at 6 and 7. Their batting sort of dies down over there with players like Anrik Nokia and Kuldeep Yadav coming after that, and they end their lineup with Khalil Ahmed and one of Ishan Sharma or Chetan Sakaria. Overall, they're pretty well covered in both the pace and the spin bowling department, though they may want to be careful about what they do at the death. In a ground like the Wankhare or the Chinnaswamy, where they don't really have a bona fide death bowler, they will struggle and they'll hope that wickets in the middle overs from Kuldeep Yadav and Anrik Nokia can overcompensate for that. So, can Delhi qualify this year? They have the side to qualify this year. But without rishabh Panthan, with the changes that have been happening in Delhi over the last couple of years, to qualify, they'll be relying on very powerful individual performances from players like Warner, Shaw, Aksar Patel, Kuldeep Yadav and Anrik Nokia. Their core will have to step up and if that happens, Delhi have a very good shot at clinching the title.